Hello, and welcome to Filled with His Love. You know, my wife and I read the Book of Mormon every morning, along with what we read in Come Follow Me. And as we were reading in the 59th, yes, 59th chapter of Alma, this is where the Lamanites had just taken the city of Nephiha. And we found this scene very instructive for all of us. President Boy K. Packer once said something like the following. I can't give the exact quote, can't find it, but here's what he said one time. Every part of the Book of Mormon is important to us for our own lives. Yes, even the war chapters in Alma. So in Alma 59, Moroni and his captains began to doubt. Let's remember this is very shortly after some amazing military victories that permitted the Nephites to return to their homes in cities that had been conquered by the Lamanites. Success after success, and then this, Nephiha retaken by the Lamanites. Bad moment, bad outcome. It was a gut punch for Moroni. Here are the final verses of Alma 59, beginning in verse 11. And now, when Moroni saw that the city of Nephiha was lost, he was exceedingly sorrowful and began to doubt, because of the wickedness of the people, whether they should not fall into the hands of their brethren. Now this was the case with all his chief captains. They doubted and marveled also because of the wickedness of the people, and this because of the success of the Lamanites over them. And it came to pass that Moroni was angry with the government because of their indifference concerning the freedom of their country. And we all know this precedes the famous letter of Moroni to Pahoran. So what was the emotional process Moroni experienced? This is my interpretation. First, he was exceedingly sorrowful because the Lamanites retook this important city. He was likely depressed. Then, depression gave way to doubt. My wife and I read the Book of Mormon in French and sometimes in Spanish. All three languages appear on our screen simultaneously so we can compare. And we noticed this morning that in Spanish, the word doubt is directly translated with the Spanish verb meaning doubt, dudaron. But in French, doubt is translated, Moroni began to ask himself, this is what it says, it doesn't say doubt, there's a verb for doubt in French, but here it says, Moroni began to ask himself, sudamande, and then later as he began to question himself, th that's another verb used in French, supposé des questions, so he began to pose questions to himself. In both cases, I believe that doubt translates as negative internal chatter. Then it becomes even, and that's why the French kind of made me think of this, because he began to question himself, he began to ask himself, began to kind of question his own thoughts. Then it becomes even more interesting. So as soon as Moroni began to doubt, so did his chief captains the very line after that. Apparently, negative self-chatter is contagious. If we hear a leader begin to question himself, then everyone begins to question themselves. What if President Nelson, for example, stood to the podium and said, you know, I've been having second thoughts about the truthfulness of the Book of Mormon. Of course he wouldn't do that. Prophets don't do that. But you can see what effect that would have on others. It would be contagious. It would be serious. 
I have a close friend who left the church, all because a friend he respected began to doubt, and the more that friend shared his doubts with my friend, the more my friend succumbed, just as Moroni's chief captains, I believe, succumbed. Now back to Moroni. There is a twist in Moroni's thinking. As he and his captains questioned themselves and began to doubt, they began to blame all the bad fortune on the wickedness of the people, or at least they wondered if that's what, what it was. They began to look at them and say, it's, it's their fault, it must be their fault that we lost Nephi, huh? They seem to be saying, that's why this bad thing happened. So the bad outcome led to doubt, and then doubt led to blaming. And what did blaming lead to? It's almost a little incoherent because they blamed the loss of the city on the wickedness of the people. But look at that final verse again. In verse 13, And it came to pass that Moroni was angry with the government because of their indifference concerning the freedom of their country. So in the space of a few lines, Moroni shifted his blame to the government for not providing them with reinforcements and the provisions they so desperately needed. At one moment, he was blaming the wickedness, and then he started blaming the government, which probably had not too much to do with the wickedness of the people. The negative internal chatter just kept increasing, and that negative internal chatter eventually led to anger. So, they looked to blame their misfortune on others. The scene is doubly powerful because we know that Moroni's blaming the government was totally misplaced. He began to see Pohoran as unresponsive, when in fact Pohoran was doing all he could to stay alive himself. The lessons for each of us are plentiful. Negative internal chatter is like poison to the soul. It never leads to a good place. Negative internal chatter is doubt. It's all about questioning ourselves and then trying to blame our negative feelings on someone or something else. Positive internal chatter, on the other hand, is exactly the opposite. Positive internal chatter is all about faith. The more positive internal chatter we have in the background of our consciousness, the stronger our faith will become. What is positive self-chatter like? Well, let's just read the beginning of the chapter. This is just literally like 10 verses before. The very beginning, this is where Helaman had written his epistle. Now it came to pass in the 30th year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi, after Moroni had received and had read Helaman's epistle, how did he feel? He was exceedingly rejoiced because of the welfare, yea, the exceeding success which Helaman had had in obtaining those lands which were lost. Yea, and he did make it known unto all his people in all the land round about that part where he was, that they might rejoice also. So positive internal chatter is contagious just like negative internal chatter. Faith can be contagious. Collective faith is what we want. We want people to be faithful all together. In the space of just a few verses, Positive turned to negative because of one bad outcome. They had had so many positive outcomes before of retaking these cities the Lamanites had taken. That's all it takes for us sometimes. Just one miserable thing we did not want to happen, and kaboom. Negative internal chatter starts bubbling up in our brain, like botulism bubbles from inside a jar of rotting fruit. 
It doesn't take much to shift our view from positive to negative, from faith to doubt. So we need to switch it back again by consciously reminding ourselves of how good God has been to us, how He has helped us through the difficult moments or the catastrophic events that sometimes beset us. Then, like Helaman, we can rejoice exceedingly even in the face of challenges that inevitably come in mortality. And when we begin to rejoice, we will strengthen the faith of someone else, just as Helaman did. No more doubt fueled by negative internal chatter. Only faith fueled by positive internal chatter. I hope this is helpful to you. I sometimes do these podcasts for myself, obviously, to help in my own life. I hope it also helps in yours, and we will see you next time.